0: Have you ever wondered why, despite having a website, despite creating content, despite investing in creating useful, valuable content on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, despite us being told that content is king? Bill Gates is famous and he was quoted as saying, content is king. So we have gone out to create content and dump it on the internet and the hope that we get attention for it and it allows us to then be able to sell to people. So why is it that despite us creating more content, we seem to be getting less attention for it? Let's just reason from first principles to understand the essence of the internet. If you reason from first principles as Elon Musk encourages us to do, you will notice that the internet is really made up of content that's just connected together with links. That's really the internet. If you go back and look at the history of the world wide web, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, he was actually helping researchers put content on the internet, their research papers, and he just linked them with hypertext links. And if you look at Google search, they fundamentally just looked at those links and they said, well, if this document has many links, It must be important and they were ranking web documents or content based on the links and other factors so the internet is basically this giant marketplace where content is exchanged for attention that's really it and why do you have to exchange content for attention because there is no real trust on the internet it's very different from you just going into a local shop and buying bread or buying a mobile phone. There is a physical manifestation. You can see the phone. You can see the bread. You can touch it, hold it, smell it. And once you pay for it, you can then have a receipt. And if there's a problem, you can go back to the shop and get a refund. This doesn't exist on the internet. The sellers, the merchants, they can't trust that we'll pay them. At the same time, we can't trust them that they will actually deliver on what we're buying. And we don't even know if it's true, if it's real, if it's original, if it's what we expect. When it comes to the internet, trust is very hard to establish. This is why we need content. Content is the best way for us to be able to gain trust of people who come onto the internet. So, as I keep saying, the internet is one big giant marketplace where people are coming onto the internet, on their devices, at any time wherever they are in the world, and they have their time and attention. And that is what they're going to be exchanging our content for. So if you're a business, you have to create content in order to be able to gain the attention and then the trust of the person. If you didn't know, there is a statistic out there that says 1-3% to 3% of people on the internet are ready to buy. Only 1-3% to 3% of people on the internet are ready to buy. Which tells you that 97% of the people, they don't even know your brand or your business and they're not ready to buy anything that you're going to try to sell them. It is quite futile to go on the internet and try to sell. What do you do with the rest of the 97%? Because the three percent are very hard to access, uh, which is why companies are willing to spend loads of money on advertising on Google and on Facebook and on Instagram to reach this one to three percent ready to buy audience. But what can you do for an affiliate marketer, for a small business, if you're just an individual who wants to create content and you're struggling to get attention for your content? Let's talk about forces. We're all. probably familiar with gravity. The thing about gravity is that it's a force. It's one of the weakest forces, but it is a force nonetheless that holds pretty much the galaxy together. That's quite powerful. Gravity is something that we don't see. We don't talk about it that much, but we see its effects. I'm able to walk around. I'm able to drive around. You're able to do the same thing because gravity is holding you back to earth. That is essentially what gravity is. And so when I talk about this new business strategy for doing business on the internet, I'm talking about Simba's five forces. The forces are the very factors, the very things that you can't see, but you will see the effects when you get no traffic to your website. You will see the effects when you get no views, on your videos on YouTube when you get no likes and comments and shares on Facebook or even on Instagram or even on TikTok. So you only see the effects of those powerful forces when you don't get the results. But for some, the forces work with their content so they get to see the results. They get to see the million views. They get to see the thousands of comments on their videos. They get to see their rankings number one on Google first page because the forces are working for them. But when you have the workforces working against your business, against your content, against your website, then you will only see the results when you open up your Google Analytics or your Analytics dashboard. Most of us, when we try to create content on the internet, we're being told mainly two things. Know what content you're going to create. A lot of professionals, digital marketers, SEO professionals, they know how to research what customers want, what content they want. They even know how to research who they're competing with. So it's all about competition. So they know how to find out who are they competing with for this attention. And recently, Simon Sinek has been really preaching about knowing why you're doing something. So why are you creating this content? Why are you publishing this content? Why are you sharing it? Because there is value. You have purposes. And that's all well and good. But for all the good intentions you have, for all the mission that you have, that you feel that you have to achieve. And with all the information, you know, you're still not going to be able to get attention most likely because you don't know how to get the attention. When we talk about strategy, we are talking about answering the question, how, how are you going to create this valuable content and get it to the right people On the internet. That is the main important question you're trying to answer. You're trying to answer the question, how? Yes, we know you care about your content, but do you know how you're going to get the million views? Do you know how you're going to get the engagement? Do you know how you're going to get your content to reach bigger, massive audience than you'd have ever imagined? The how is your strategy. And as far as I am concerned, unless maybe I've been hiding under a rock I don't see any strategy that really caters and deals with this important question. How do you get attention for your content on the internet? We have classical business strategies that work in the physical real world. You know, when you have a very predictable, stable business environment where trust is can be established because of the physical manifestations of things on the internet is very different. It's very hard to trust. It's not predictable and the internet is botherless. It's global. If you open up a shop today, you have to worry about your competition in your area, in your region, in your town, in your city, perhaps in your country. If you publish a video today and put it on YouTube, you are competing against every other video that's actually being pumped onto the YouTube platform. That is just the difference. And it doesn't matter whether you're big company, small company, individual. As long as you publish something and you put it on the internet, your content is now competing with the quintillion content pieces that are out there on the internet. So the competition is impossibly fierce, if it makes sense. I'm gonna to try to help you figure out how can you get your content to the right audience and get the attention Because essentially, when we talk about content marketing, what we're really talking about is asking for permission to sell on the internet. Content is like the killer app on the internet. You know, whenever we talk about platforms and everything else, we say, well, people are gonna adopt it if there's a killer app. There's a reason why people have to use the platform. The internet, the killer app really is content. And you can even go further down and say, it's the web browser because that allows us to look for information, look for content on the internet. You can literally say social networks, search engines are killer apps of the internet. If it wasn't for the web browser, if it wasn't for the search engines, if it wasn't for the social networks, probably we wouldn't be as fascinated by the internet as we are today. I'm gonna try to give you a strategy which I truly believe is gonna be able to help you Answer the question: How are you going to get your content to become famous, to become well known, to reach a bigger, massive audience? Simplified forces is an adaptation of Porter's five forces. Porter's five forces has stood the test of time since it was introduced to the world by Michael Porter, a Harvard business professor. It was introduced to the world in 1979. It is the most cited strategy. For business. In fact, if you look at most academic research papers, if you look at most articles online about business strategy, you will come across Potters Five Forces. A lot of students are familiar with it. A lot of MBA students are familiar with it. A lot of business managers, business CEOs are familiar with it because it allows you to understand the nature of competition in your industry. In fact, this is what most businesses use to determine if they should go into a certain industry, if it's attractive or not, and be able to allocate resources accordingly. So it's a very useful strategy. But as I've already said, the internet is completely different. You don't just set up a website and start selling. It doesn't happen. I know a lot of us, we take the very old thinking, the very old way of doing business, which is just make it and they'll come. You know, Bill Gates on one hand says content is king. So we all just think, well, All we have to do is just create content and because it's king, people are going to come and serve it and bow down at the altar of our website, at the altar of our YouTube channel, at the altar of our TikTok channel, at the altar of our Instagram page, because we've created the content. But we know the reality is so far removed from what we hope happens. It's almost like we just expect some kind of magic to happen on the internet. It's like, let's just create the content and somehow the traffic will just appear. Somehow people will just find our website. Somehow people will just find our video on Facebook. Somehow people can find our post on Instagram. Let's just use this hashtag and maybe we might go viral on Twitter or on Instagram. Let's just post something on TikTok. We should get millions of views because everyone else is getting millions of views, right? Wrong. There is no magic. You have to have a strategy to do business on the internet. Whatever you're doing, you have to have a strategy. And this is what Symbols 5 Forces is about. Let's quickly go through Symbols 5 Forces. And I'm going to just tell you enough to spark your curiosity. And then you're going to have to probably go to the SEO Bible podcast, probably go to the actual article, probably... Interview me if you want to, and then I can give you more details. But I'm going to just spark your interest. I'm going to list this five forces in order. And remember, these five forces are what are conspiring against your content. It's what's starving your content of attention. For some of you, these are some of the factors that are really helping you. And once you understand them, you can even do more because you know the five forces are with your content. In order of importance and influence and power, first force is people. Just logically speaking, if the internet is this one big giant marketplace where you have content and you have people and it's people and content interacting, by definition, people are a very powerful force. If you're gonna create content and if you're gonna ignore everything else I say, don't ignore this very one. Because if you're not getting attention at all it's probably because you haven't focused on the people you haven't focused on the traffic you haven't focused on the audience you haven't focused on the people that matter the people are the strongest force on the internet because they are the ones who possess what we really want their attention and their wallets they are the customers they are the target audience if they don't come and give our content attention it renders our content useless There is no point. You can have the best intentions for your content. Don't ever get me wrong. You can literally be the most passionate person in the whole entire world. And you can do all your research and know what to create. If no one gives your content attention, it's pretty much useless. It's as if it's never existed. Let me just illustrate this for you. There is a famous film and there's a quote from that film. And it says, if you scream in space, nobody hears you. If you scream in space, nobody hears you. As vast, as massive. It is the same thing, if not even worse, on the internet. The internet is this big, massive, giant space. And a lot of businesses, a lot of content creators, a lot of entrepreneurs, startups, you're coming onto the internet and you're screaming. You're creating content, screaming, buy my products, buy my services, know my brand, love my brand, subscribe. You're just screaming. No one is going to hear you. Because of this very powerful force, people. You have to have a deeper understanding of people. So why it is one of the strongest forces? Because the people possess their attention. They are the ones who are going to help you cross the chasm. Crossing the chasm is a very familiar concept with startup companies. Where you create a product, but for it to reach the masses, you have to cross the chasm. The chasm is like this...
1: uh,
0: It's like this... Gap between... You know the point you're at and you want to go to the other side there's no bridge there's no way you're going to go that you have to sort of fly to get to the other side for those who are Christians out there it's almost like walking in the shadow of death the value of the shadow of death this place is where most content most websites most apps they die so you notice a lot of companies they start up they have a website they have an app and they get some downloads they get some attention and suddenly they get nothing and A few months later a few years later they die and crush because they never reached the other side so crossing the chasm that people can help you it's a powerful force it can help you cross the chasm they can do word of mouth when people share your content so you publish it on facebook and people start sharing it they're helping your content reach new audiences they're helping you cross the chasm and they can also help you reach the tipping point. Malcolm Gladwell is famous for writing a book about the tipping point. The point at which you just go, I wouldn't say viral, but I would say mainstream. You notice this with a lot of musicians on YouTube. They could spend years creating music, beautiful music, and no one is really paying attention to them, except for the people maybe from their area, from their place, from their country. And then suddenly, with persistence, one day the music goes global so you were getting maybe a thousand few views on your videos and all of a sudden you have 1.5 billion views for your content for your video that is the power of this force it can take you from just a thousand views a thousand shares to a million shares billions of views that is the power of this force the second force that i want to talk about is content creators and content platforms it sounds like there are two forces but actually they're one because as far as I am concerned, and I'm willing to be wrong, content creators and content platforms, they sort of have a yin and yang relationship where the two need each other. A content platform like TikTok is really not useful if it doesn't have people who are there to entertain us. Same thing for Facebook, same thing for Instagram. So we always need content creators who are people who make a living or individuals or businesses that make a living from creating content They hope to monetize it somehow, maybe advertisement, maybe affiliate marketing. But a content creator is either an individual or a business that's creating content with the hope of making a living, making money from that content. Most of us, when we go on Facebook, when we go on Instagram and post stuff, we're just casual content creators. We don't really expect to make money from that. But a content creator expects to make money from it. A content platform going to give you a platform to be able to publish and distribute your content so the two need each other you need a content platform but you also need content creators content creators they need a platform to be able to publish their content and distribute it content creators are quite influential because they tend to own an audience i would like to call this audience a captive audience a captive audience is they're not beholden they're not forced to listen and be influenced by the content creator but they just choose to prefer to listen to that content creator. So if you're a business and you want to do something on the internet, you create a piece of content and your audience, your target audience, happens to be the same very one that the content creator can influence, sometimes you're better off working with a content creator to access the audience. This is what we know and call influencer marketing. However, It could be a force that works against your content because they can choose not to talk about your content and talk about your competitors or someone else, or just starve your content of information. You can imagine today if Marcus Brownlee did a review of a gadget and he didn't like it and gave it a zero out of five, most likely people like me who follow him are not gonna pay attention to your content or to your products because we take his advice very seriously. Content platforms are very powerful. As well. Why? Because content platforms, in as much as they're serving people, which is a very powerful force in itself, they have algorithms that are meant to serve people and serve themselves because they have to make money. Content platforms like Google, for example. Google have an algorithm in pretty much the whole SEO industry is focused on being able to understand the Google algorithm. It's like the holy grail for most SEO professionals. Why? Because Think about it for a second. Google is like the most dominant search engine in the world. They don't like to say this because it comes across as if they're a monopoly, but according to Peter Thiel and others, they know Google is a monopoly. They own the largest, biggest search engine in the world. 90% or even more of traffic that comes to Google only makes use of the first page. It only lands on the first page. So, if you exist on page 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 and beyond, it's as if you don't exist. Because most of the traffic that Google gets goes on the first page. And it's usually the first three positions that get most of the traffic anyway, and most of the clicks. And how is this being determined, this order of pages on Google? Algorithm. Same thing for Facebook. In fact, Facebook made recent changes to the algorithm to the point where some businesses overnight disappeared off the internet. It was as if they never existed because now their content could no longer reach people on Facebook timelines. Right now, businesses are struggling to just post content organically on Facebook and reach audiences. You could have a million followers on Facebook and then you share a post and you find out that you're actually only getting five or six likes and two comments, probably from a troll and then you're wondering what's happening. You have a million followers, you have a million fans, you have a million likes, so why are you not getting a million views on the video you've posted on Facebook? Same thing for Instagram. How come you have 10,000 followers, but your engagement is pretty much 0.001? That's because of the algorithm. That's the force that's working against your content. People, content platforms, content creators, they're probably colluding against your content so therefore you're going to be starved of attention if you notice before i go on to the third force the first two forces have nothing pretty much to do with competition you see in the traditional business sense you can analyze the competition and come up with a strategy that actually lets you win this is what porter's five forces is all about porter's five forces at the center of it is competition it's about understanding the nature of competition On the internet, however, you have to understand the nature of people. You have to understand the nature of people because people are the strongest force and they influence every other force. They even influence content creators and content platforms. If people choose that they prefer videos, Google has no choice but to show you results with videos. Facebook have no choice but to show you videos in your timeline because people are demanding, people are wanting content in videos. If people prefer other podcasts, Google has no choice but to show you such results from podcast shows. Google has no choice but to show you results from Spotify. Facebook has no choice but to implement podcasts in their timelines, which they may not have. This is just how powerful the people force are. And this is also how responsive the second force is. In fact, you can even argue and say there is a yin yang relationship between people force and the content creators and content platform force they need each other we need the platform so that we can actually have something to entertain us or educate us we need the content creators to do that for us to filter the content they think is important for us at the same time if they don't get our attention they pretty much shouldn't keep going because they're not going to be able to earn a living if we all just abandon a content platform that content platform ceases to exist There's no use for it. I mean, that was the whole thing with Vine. We all just abandoned it. Same thing with MySpace. We all abandoned MySpace and went to Facebook. The moment people abandon a platform and go somewhere else, that platform becomes useless. If we decide to boycott a content creator, that content creator will not be able to make money from their content creation. They become useless. So the first two forces are all about giving your content wings because you're going to get to this chasm. You're going to get this... You can create content and maybe your work colleagues, maybe people will know about your business, your company, about your content. They will probably look into it, give it views and everything else. But you need to cross the chasm. It's a big, massive space where most of the content dies. It never gets attention after that. These two forces are very powerful enough to give your content wings to cross the chasm, to reach the tipping point, the point where people are just now sharing talking about your content and it gives you content market fit so startups are very familiar with the term product market fit and this is very simply you make a product that's the right perfect fit for the market it's what the market has been dying for it's what the market wants it's what the market needs so as soon as you make a product an app a website whatever it is oh it just gets embraced it just gets shared people talk about it some companies who reach the holy grail of product market fit they are now big massive companies google facebook they've done that you want to achieve the same thing with with content you want to achieve content market fit it's the most beautiful thing to be able to create content publish it and as soon as you publish it your subscribers your followers all of them are talking about it sharing it And they're getting you more subscribers they're getting you more followers they're getting you more fans it is very powerful to have those two forces working for your content than against your content the third force is competition and i am going to say when it comes to competition competition is much more easy to understand in the traditional business world because you go into a certain industry if i want to go into the phone manufacturing industry i know my competition is samsung apple google HTC, if it still exists, OG, and some other companies. On the internet, you are competing for attention. So, pretty much anyone who's taking attention away from your content is your competition. The best way I can sort of illustrate this let's take Zimbabwe for example. So, I was born in Zimbabwe, but I was raised in the United Kingdom. So in Zimbabwe, we're well known for Robert Mugabe, but I want to focus on tourism. So Zimbabwe has one of the seven wonders of the world, the Victoria Falls. Very beautiful place, I've been there three or four times. It is absolutely majestic to go to this place and see it. The Zimbabwean Tourism Authority, who are tasked with marketing the Victoria Falls, if you ask them who are your competitors, in the traditional sense of things, they will say, well, we are competing against other African countries. Because if a person is going to make a decision to visit Africa, probably they want to see a bit of wildlife, some natural things like you know, the Victoria Falls and everything else. The Zimbabwean Tourism Authority would actually think that probably South Africa is their competitor. Zambia, because we actually do share the Victoria Falls with them. They would also have probably Kenya, Tanzania, Egypt as direct competitors. Now, that's all well and fine if you're doing maybe the traditional, classic business strategy, you know, using product five forces. On the internet, because you're competing for attention, anyone who creates content about Victoria Falls, whether it's good or bad, is actually competing with the content that the ZTA, the Urban Tourism Authority, will produce. It's very simple. So the ZTA might actually go and get a budget from the president and say, look, we want to promote Victoria Falls, so we're going to shoot a video and we need $100,000 to shoot all these fantastic views of the terra Falls, the Devil's Pool, the Zambezi River, and all these other places, wildlife animals, and we're going to put them onto YouTube. Fine, that's well and good, because we are competing against South Africa, Kenya, and other places, and maybe they're not doing it. So they go off, get the budget, they do that. Now, on the internet, someone could just come to Zimbabwe to visit, and they get their phone out and record and they record themselves at the devil's pool. And they can put a video on YouTube and that video could get a million views. They have a different motive why they did that video. Maybe they're a content creator like Nomadic Matt and they run a YouTube channel where they travel to different African places. That video is gonna steal away the attention from the video from the Zimbabwean Tourism Authority. That is indirect competition because he could be doing it for the fun of it. He could be doing it to make money from it, from ads. The Zwarman Tourism Authority are thinking, well, hold on a minute, we've made this video, we spent $100,000 and yet we have no views. So maybe this is not working. <laughs> the force is working against them. So this is what happens on the internet. So you have to be aware of competition for attention. So when you do your research for the content you're about to create, be very aware who's actually taking attention for that particular type of content you're about to create. The fourth force is threat of new content. Now, if you create a piece of content today, tomorrow or even a few hours later, someone else could create content that takes attention away from your content and renders your content useless. This is scary, and but it's the reality on the Internet. It is a powerful force. You could spend weeks, months creating a piece of content and release it and publish it onto the Internet. And someone else just creates new content every day and it chips away its away attention from your content. News websites have to survive with this threat, the threat of new content. They have to survive and thrive because essentially they're comfortable with the idea that today we've released an article, but tomorrow it's useless. In fact, content is constantly coming onto the Internet and is displacing other content. It's a zero-sum game. The way to think about new content is to think about when you're watching a TV channel, right? Cable TV channel. You switch the channels to watch another channel. So you could be watching a music video on MTV. And the next thing you'll be watching Sky Sports News, for example, in the UK. The moment you change channels, you're no longer paying attention to the rest of the other channels that are available. So you might have a thousand channels available, but you only can watch one in particular time. Therefore, the rest are not getting any attention. This in the financial world or in science, they call it zero sum. So it's a zero sum game that's actually happening with content. So new content could actually displace your content and get the attention that was supposed to come to you. It's always an ever present threat. There are ways of countering this. You're gonna to have to read about it, but it is a force. So you could create content today, Someone else makes content a few minutes later, a few hours later, a few days later, and they take attention away from your content. It's the reality of the internet. The last one is the threat of substitute content type. And it's a bit of a mouthful. And the best way I can explain this is to give you another illustration or an example. For people who are into football or soccer like myself, I'm a big, massive Liverpool fan. But there's always a debate that happens on the internet about who are the greatest of all time. On one side, we have people who absolutely love and adore Cristiano Ronaldo. On the other side, we have Lionel Messi. There are people who absolutely love and adore Lionel Messi. Now, it comes down to what is the best content type or format that will allow people like us or football fans to really Enjoy and get value from the content. Is it a So you could write a 10,000 word article about Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo On the other hand B would be a video compilation with some fantastic edits of Ronaldo versus Messi What would people prefer? Now as you might know the video compilations of Messi and Ronaldo get tons of millions of views on YouTube. I don't know how much attention or traffic articles get, even news articles, but I do know that the videos, they get millions upon millions of video views. In fact, when Lionel Messi went to PSG, because he left Barcelona, he's now playing for PSG, all of a sudden I was actually interested in watching them training. And I was able to spot the Visit Rwanda branding, but, now they have millions of views actually just watching the training sessions and just watching Lionel Messi donning the PSG shirt and playing for them. They've now been able to recruit this attention magnet, as I call them, who's now playing for them and people are going to follow him from all over the world. So this channel was pretty much French and now people are demanding, can you please put English subtitles, Spanish subtitles, because We enjoy this content from this person. So the threat of substitute content really is all about. So the threat of substitute content type just means that if you create a piece of content, you better be sure that this piece of content, the type, the format, is what's going to give your target audience the best experience of whatever value it's contained within. So this is why you notice a lot of content creators like Gary Vaynerchuk, they're now repurposing their content. So he will have a blog article and then he'll turn that blog article into a YouTube video. And then that YouTube video will be turned into an Instagram real video. And then that Instagram real video will be turned into a TikTok video. And then that TikTok video will be turned into something else. They keep repurposing the content because they're trying to find the best content format that people enjoy. So if you create articles, let's say you're an affiliate marketer or you're just a website owner business and you decide you're going to invest in writing white papers, case studies, that's all well and good. But if you don't translate them and someone else does, your competitor for, let's say, for example, they could get more attention for their videos compared to your white papers. You've actually spent a lot more money in those white papers, getting people to write them and yet another business just repurposes that content and they get more attention. This is the reality of the internet. But as you can see, as we go through all these forces, people are at the center of it all. People influence content creators. They influence content platforms. People influence the competition. People influence the threat of new content. If they're demanding new content, you have to give it to them. If you don't give it to them, someone else will give it to them. People demand and have a preference for different types of content formats. I mean, Facebook almost never existed because they were a desktop application and yet people preferred them as an app. So they had to go for a mobile strategy because the people demanded. People had devices. They wanted to just be on their devices. They didn't want to go on laptops or desktops. They wanted to be on their mobile phones. So Facebook had to become a mobile first company. Now, most startups have to have a mobile first strategy. Your website has to be mobile. If you're going to have a website now, you have to be mobile. You have to have a mobile first strategy. This powerful force of people, you have to understand it, but it influences all the other forces. I'm hoping I've sparked your interest. And I am thankful that you've spent time with me.